It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Jets podcast. It is Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Great to have you with us today as we continue to talk about the New York Jets as we prepare for the NFL draft. Of course, the offseason program is now underway, so the Jets are training. Um, We'll be training over the next few weeks. So this is when the players show up at the team facility. It's all optional at this point, um, and... They work, and by the time the offseason program ends, the Jets will conduct will have conducted a mini camp for veterans, which will be mandatory, and that will be the last time we'll see the Jets until the preseason begins. But before we get to that, we have the NFL draft to get to. And yesterday's show, we talked about some of the people who could benefit from the NFL draft. Today, we're going to flip it around. These are some guys who might be a little worried about their jobs. Um, depending on the outcome of the draft. And, I mean, look, the draft can affect anybody on the roster, so these are not the only players who could be impacted in a negative way. And, look, the guys we talked about yesterday are not the only players who could be impacted in a positive way by by the draft. But these are some players who, who come to mind whose jobs might be in jeopardy, whether we're talking about reduced playing time, whether we're talking about potentially not getting the new new contract from the Jets or maybe not just not even making the team. So I'm going to give you a number of names today to who I don't know that they're going to be watching the draft with a ton of nerves. I don't know that they're going to be biting their fingernails in panic uh, over what the Jets do in the draft, but guys who could be negatively impacted by uh, this year's draft class. And I'm going to start at, start at the tight end position and the guy I have in mind, and there are a couple of people, Eric Tomlinson might fit that may be part of this mix as well, but guy I've got I have in mind is Jordan Leggett, who, of course, was just drafted two years ago by the Jets. He was a day three pick. He was picked in round number five. He was the 150th pick of the 2017 draft, and so far, not much from Leggett. And right here, there's a pretty clear comparison you can make because the Jets drafted another tight end day three last year, who. So off to a really good start to his career, and that's Chris Herndon, who, you know, everything you would have hoped for Chris Herndon, year one, he produced as a rookie last year. He beat, I mean, by any expectation, by any measure, Chris Herndon beat expectations. Jordan Leggett uh, missed, did not really do anything in 2017, was injured. 2018 comes back, 14 catches, 114 yards, only one touchdown, which, you know, one thing I, I always like to say is, that's better than almost anybody who ever plays the game of football does on the NFL level. So there is that for Leggett. But if you're talking about a step forward, Herndon took a big step as a rookie. Leggett, year two, really did not do much. Uh, so I think he's a guy who enters training camp needing to produce. I don't think he's he's a guy who enters training camp with a guaranteed spot in the roster. Herndon does. No matter what happens, you know, Chris Herndon's going to be on the roster week one. Jordan Leggett may be on the roster week one. He, Heck, he could have an impact this year. I mean, his career is certainly not over after two years. I'm not suggesting that. But 
I think that if the Jets draft a tight end, I don't think they're going to draft a tight end with third overall pick, but the Jets draft a tight end, Leggett's path to the roster may get a little a little dicey. Neil Sterling was the number one tight end entering uh, week one last year. He's back if he can stay healthy. Herndon is going to be the number one tight end entering week one this year. I don't think there's any question about that. And here's the other thing with Leggett is we've heard Mike McCagnan in the offseason cite how deep this tight end class is. You know, McCagnan has said that he likes, he's stated that that does not guarantee the Jets are going to draft a tight end, but it does indicate that the GM, you know, might be inclined to take a tight end. Kind of similar to what I've been talking about at the wide receiver position about how there could be some quality players around later than you, you usually would expect. I think that the same might be true of the tight end position. McCagnan has said as much. So if the Jets draft a tight end, and again, it's not going to be, they're not going to do it third overall. I don't think they're going to do it in the first. I'd be really surprised if they did, did it in the first round. But if you get to, you know, maybe round, your late round three pick, you know, your round four pick. Maybe a little later. I mean, this is, again, this is a good year for this tight end class. It might make Leggett's roster spot a little dicier. It might get put him in a position where he really does need to produce to make this team because, and I'll be honest with you, part of it was I, I was not a big Leggett guy even when they drafted him. I remember two years ago when I was watching the film on him. I mean, first of all, it was, he was a guy I was really surprised when I saw his measurements, because I was like, I did not think the guy, just watching the guy play, I did not think he was like a 260-pounder. He did not play like a 260-pounder. He was he's a guy who always kind of left you wanting more in college. And, I mean, look, a fifth-round pick is not a bad roll of the dice for a guy like that who was kind of an underachiever. But through two years, I've not seen a lot that's really changed my mind on Leggett. So I think he's a guy who, just drafted tight end, he could have some problems. So, you know, he could be in a little bit of a dicey spot on this team. Uh, next guy I'm going to go to is somebody whose spot on the roster is fine. So this is more going to be more of a playing time issue. And again, I go back to the wide receiver position. I, I would say Jamison Crowder from the standpoint that Crowder, see, to me, Crowder is the type of guy who's kind of being phased out of the NFL. I, I, I think the traditional slot receiver is kind of going away because the slot's being used as more of a mismatch spot. It's being used as a spot where you know, if you have a big tight end that you want to you know, give a little extra room to operate. If you want to figure out a way to get your number one receiver more space to operate, you kind of move him in there. I think that the full-time slot receiver is kind of going by the wayside in this league. Um, so I think Crowder at this point has a, has his playing time. If, if the status quo remains, I think Crowder will have playing time. If the Jets draft somebody who's not ready to contribute year one, Crowder will have playing time. And that's, again, I, I say this, I've said this a couple times. I like the use of free agency to find a guy who can kind of hold the fort. And I think you can count on Crowder to hold the fort. But I think that if the Jets draft somebody, um, and, you know, maybe it's a tight end, more likely a wide receiver, I would say. You know, you have a Nunwa who can easily slide into the slot. Um, it could reduce Crowder's playing time quite a bit because this is not going to be a Jets team where you're going to see a lot of, four receiver looks. Number four receiver is not going to play a lot on this team because you have an excellent pass catching back in, back in Le'Veon Bell and you have Herndon. So those are two guys you're not going to leave on the field. You're not, I'm sorry, those are two guys you're going to leave on the field. Those are two guys you're not going to take off the field. So you're looking at one back, one tight end almost all the time. That only leaves room for three receivers. So we know Robbie's going to be one of the big receivers. We know Quincy's going to be one of the receivers. Anderson and Nunwa are, are your top two receivers right now. Crowder's the third receiver at this point. 
and he's not he's not making uh, he, he's not overly cheap. I mean, the Jets are paying him good money, but he's not overly expensive. And you know, I, I could see his playing time being reduced if the Jets were to address the receiver position and make an investment in a young player at a spot that's very deep in the draft. If that were to happen, I think Crowder's playing. It's not that Crowder, Crowder's going to be on the team. It's not. It's a little, little different situation from Leggett. But I think that Crowder's playing time could conceivably go down in that situation. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals, and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're here locked on Jets talking about some guys who might not benefit from the draft depending on what the Jets do, You know, depending on the, the, the decisions the Jets make, the players they bring in, the positions they address. And move to the defensive side of the ball. I guess this one's rather obvious. It's uh, Daryl Roberts, who right now is slated to take a starting slot. And, you know, I've mentioned this on yesterday's show that this, to me, does not look like a great class at the corner position at all, which is kind of it's not a good year to need a corner because I don't think the free agent market, the free agent market was not good and the draft class was not that good. So it was it was just it's it's not a good year to need a corner. There are some years where and this is true of any position where you can find a solution where you can feel reasonably confident finding a solution when you look at the free agent class, when you look at the uh, availability of, of quality players in the draft, where it's a deep class at a certain position. This is not one of those years in either the draft or free agency. Uh, this is just not the type of year. Where it's not, not that there's ever a good time to need a corner because it's a very important position, but of all the years where you're going to need a corner, this is one of the worst ones because there are not many people available. That said, I reserve the right to be wrong. Uh, as with anything I ever say, I reserve the right to be wrong. So maybe there is a corner who's available for the Jets. And I think that if the Jets take a corner early, and this would probably be more a trade-down situation, whether you're talking about, and I, I think you'd probably have to trade down deep into the first round, whether you're talking mid to late first round or probably be about as early as you could take justify taking a corner, or more likely probably a second round if you got a second round pick then that guy would probably be in the mix to take the starting job from Roberts. I think Roberts, as much as anything, is a placeholder. He's a stopgap. He's not really a guy I think you can count on to be in your number two corner. So he's a guy who could conceivably be out of starting job um, if the Jets were to draft somebody. That that seems pretty clear to me. Um, now, moving back to the offensive side of the ball, and you, know, you look at the offensive line, I think Jonathan Harrison's kind of in the same boat as Roberts. You look at what the Jets have there. This is not really... A guy you feel great about holding the fort. So if the Jets draft a center, it could be the same situation. But I'm also going to look elsewhere on the offensive line. And, you know, a guy whose future, it's not so much this year, but it's a guy whose future with the Jets may be in doubt if they take an offensive, 
particularly a tackle, and not a guy you might think about might be Brandon Shell. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And this might be your first instinct might be to say, that's crazy, John. But I don't think it's crazy because Shell is entering the last year of his rookie contract. And, you know, the Jets are going to have to make a decision on him soon. And he's a guy who's been very up and down. He's not been a terrible right tackle. But he also was, you know, he's, he's had some bad moments. So the, there's still kind of a question is, you know, is he a quality starter? And the other question might be, is he the type of guy who you can live with, but only because he's making nothing on a rookie deal? Is he the type of guy who loses his value the second you start paying him money? There's some guys who, you know, make nothing. They're on rookie contracts. They make practically nothing. And that part of their value is that most players you're, you're paying nothing to give you no, give you zero whereas shell's a guy you're not paying much to and he's producing um and, you know the other thing you have to realize is that shell for a guy you know you think he's young because he's only entering year four in the league but he's already 27 years old which you know probably puts him if he's not on the, the back end of his career he's probably close to, to making the turn to the back end of his career you know, he's probably close to making the turn to the back nine of his career but maybe not there yet but guy who's not as young as your typical, you know, he doesn't have as much, he probably doesn't have as much football in front of him as your typical guy entering his fourth year in the NFL. So that's something else to consider. And it's also something to consider when you talk about upside, because by the time you're 27 and there are exceptions, there certainly are exceptions. It's not, you know, set in stone, but most guys in the NFL, by the time they're 27, they're kind of who they are. You are who you are by the time you're 27. So, you know, not a lot of room for growth. I wouldn't think, uh, with Shell, so I think you know a scenario where the Jets maybe draft somebody, you know, a scenario where where the Jets bring in a young offensive lineman. I think Shell keeps the starting job for this year, but it might be the type of situation where you keep Shell around for this year. He's not making much money, and you you use this year to maybe get the younger guy, develop the young guy in practice, get him some practice reps, and prepare him to take over. In year two, in some ways, kind of like what the Jets did with Shell, because you forget that the Jets drafted him in the fifth round of the 2016 draft. He spent he had a brutal preseason. You know, it's easy to forget now. I mean, he had an awful preseason. I remember that game he had against the Eagles, which was just horrific, just a brutal performance by Shell in that game. And he, by the end of the year, you know, he was he stepped in for some injuries and played pretty well. And uh then he took over the starting job year two, and now here we are. We're entering year four. He's slated to be a starter this year. Now the question will be, does he have a long? Will the Jets give him a, a second contract? Will the Jets extend him? And you know, part of that might be determined by whether the Jets address the offensive line in the draft. Will, will the Jets bring in a, a younger tackle? And look, I mean, they, they also might replace Kelvin Beecham, who is not exactly young either. He's a stopgap who is entering you know who's been with this team for a while the stop stop gap who's been with this team a few years who you know is holding down the four to left tackle but ideally you'd, you'd like to get a franchise left tackle type in there so he's another guy who could be you know in the running for in, in the running to be replaced but shell's the guy i kind of have my eye because he's not a guy you think about you think about you know you see shell and you think oh well he'll probably be around well it's not that inconceivable if the jets bring somebody now i wouldn't be shocked i'm not saying that shell's gone automatically but I think it's a it, the draft could change things. I think if you're asking me right now, 
yeah, I think Shell's probably around. It's probably more likely than not. But if the Jets draft a tackle, look to develop him a little bit, maybe things change. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. We're here locked on Jets talking about some players who could potentially be losers on the roster, uh, depending on if the Jets draft somebody at their position. Guys who could lose playing time, who might lose a contract in the future, or may just lose their spot on the roster. I'm going to finish by talking about a position I'm not sure the Jets are going to address. I don't think they would address it until late, and possibly not until undrafted free agency. But if we include undrafted free agents in the mix, and this one might be a little controversial, although it's not a very consequential consequential player, but I think there's a perception out there that this guy is totally safe. And I don't think I agree with the perception. And that is the young quarterback, not the Sam Darnold young quarterback, but Davis Webb, who I think if the Jets bring in another developmental quarterback could be shown the door. And listen, I think that my opinion from Davis Webb is very divergent from a lot of people's opinion on Davis Webb because a lot of people like him as a young developmental quarterback. Well, I mean, first of all, I think developmental quarterbacks typically don't pan out. But, I mean, here's the other thing about Davis Webb is I think we're getting to the point where he's going to have to show you something. And to this point, Davis Webb was an early-round pick of the Giants who they gave up on. And, you know, you don't give up – you wait until the last possible minute to give up on a quarterback. You don't give up on a quarterback unless you're totally done with him. And yeah, the Giants gave up on him quick. And I watched, I watched his preseason snaps with the Giants, and I understand why they gave up on him because he showed very little upside, very little in the way of upside. Now, I don't blame the Jets for bringing him in and putting him on the practice squad because they needed somebody to run the scout team, and he was a young arm. So, you know, when you're talking about young arms to, to run the scout team, you're not exactly looking for the, the greatest players. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get guys who are really that good. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to get on the Jets for bringing him. I said at the time it was perfectly fine to bring him in, but I think that people probably overestimated his upside. And, you know, yes, it's, listen, if he turns into a quality backup for Sam Darnold, it's an excellent addition. But at this point, I mean, I think he's really just an arm. That's all I think. And, I mean, the other the other thing is he was on the Jets practice squad, which means if you're on the practice squad, that means you could not get a job as a quarterback on an active roster anywhere. And Everybody needs another quarterback. Even if you have a franchise quarterback, you're looking for a backup. So the fact that you know all 32 teams, including the Jets, and the Jets did promote him to the active roster after Sam Darnold got hurt last year, but the fact that all 32 teams looked at this guy and felt like he was not worth a roster spot at, at, at for a long stretch last season kind of shows you that the upside is probably not where people believe it is, or at least the NFL teams don't believe his upside is as good as I think a lot of people, a lot of fans do. So 
I would look. I don't have a problem bringing him to camp, but I'd be ready to move on if he doesn't show improvement. Because I got to be honest with you, this is not. He's again, he's twenty four, which is not old, but I mean, I got to see some progress. We're entering year three in the league for him. There's got to be part of being a developmental guy is you have to show development. He may not need to be. He may not need to be a starting qual, uh, starting caliber quarterback right now, but he's got to show me something. He's got to show some movement in the right direction this year. And I think that the Jets bring in somebody younger, you know, another young arm to run the scout team, somebody who's younger, somebody who hasn't, you know, seen their development stall yet. It's because they haven't had a chance yet. You might keep him over the guy who just has really not moved much in the positive direction since he entered the league. So anyway, that's my view on that. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify. Leave the show a good review on iTunes if you do enjoy it. We certainly do appreciate that. Hope you have a great Tuesday, everybody, and we'll be back again tomorrow to talk more Jets. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.